Come gather ye friends around your driftwood fires and listen to tales of daring, rum dependency, and girl power from the damp, salty pages of history. Salt? Rum? I know these cliches. Oh, it must be pirates again. Run out the guns. I say that. But yes, we are once more rummaging in Davy Jones's locker for another incident of nautical nonsense from... The Silly History Boys Did you say girl power? I did. Oh, zigga zigga, I'm threatened. Does this mean poor Mrs. Bob Bob's valuable time is set to be burned at the altar of our insane passion project again? She likes it. But don't worry, with this dress, this offensive orange wig, and these pillows, I shall now portray that buccaneerous legend of the Emerald Isle, Anne Bonny. Top of the castle raised to some two, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, special delivery for Uncle Bob-Bob? Well, I'm your dear Uncle Bob-Bob, actually, but I'll take it. What is it? Just untie the tissue paper on my hand. (laughs) Oh, my face! My soft boy's face! What was that for? That was for women, Ireland and soft furnishings. Oh, thank you for saving us from Uncle Bob-Bob's offensive acting, mysterious stranger. That's all right. I had an anonymous tip-off. Nice one, Uncle Bilbo. Anytime. Although it is a shame that we can't do the story of Anne Bonny the Pirate. Ah, can't be helped, I'm afraid. Ah, well. Listen, uh, I'm back off to my day job as Ashling Lyon of Lashing Rain voiceovers. You can listen more. www.soundcloud.com forward slash lashing hyphen rain. Bye! Hey! Hey, Hang hang on on a minute! minute. Our tale begins in around 1710, at the premises of Cormac and Cormac, attorneys at law in old London town. Oi! Oi! Cormac! Open up, you muggy little liar! We'd like a word with you about your recent legal representation. It wasn't that recent. I only just got released from a dank prison this morning. Fuck me and all! What was you in for? Murder burglary. Came up with it myself. It subtly combines the fun of murder with the financial gain of burglary. Murglary. How interesting! Well, after we've broken in and murdered Mr. Cormac, perhaps you and I could have a little chat. Can I help you, gentlemen? Ugh, not you, Andy. We're not here to see the junior clerk, Andy. You haven't even got an Adam's apple. Sorry, I know I'm only a clerk, but Mr. Carmack said that I was to deliver a message. What message? This. Heat ledger dogs. Nice work, Andy. Those rascals will think twice before they blacken the name of Cormac and Cormac attorneys at law again. <laughs> I don't think they will, Daddy. Also, one of them must have had a jar of jam in his hat. Ah, well, all the same, well done. You're a good girl, Andy. Well, 
From the day you cheated on your wife with my mammy to the day you forced me to dress up as a boy so she wouldn't find out. You've always been there for me. I know I'm a great dad, which is why we must leave the country immediately. You see, my wife find out about everything and she's travelled to London to cut off my allowance and shoot me. Does she wear a big hat and own a blunderbuss? Because if she does, she might be coming up the stairs right now and cutting off our escape. Die, love rat! Die! Out the window, Daddy! Yes, and Out the window quite fast. <laughs> <laughs> Truth be told, we know very little detail of the early life of Anne Bonny. All of these details are according to Captain Charles Johnson's General History of the Pirates from 1724, a book which is broadly accepted to be... Fiction. Even the jumping out of the window and dressing as a boy called Andy. The window, no. But Andy, yes, in order to hide Anne from his wife. Well, for a history person, that's not as awful as usual. A decent enough bloke, was he? Uh, no. And now Cormac and Anne, D, have slipped through the alleyways down to the docks, where waits... A new life, Andy. We set sail to the new world where a man may be made anew. So you won't be needing that disguise anymore. Here, take that hat off. Good God, you're a ginger. <gasps> so I am. Well, it's a new start for me and all. No more shall I pretend to be a shy and feckless boy. I shall become a fiery female lawyer, defending the downtrodden and sticking up for the little guy. Actually, we're going to the new world so I can jack in the lawyering and become a massive slave trader. Oh, that's so much worse. Anne and her father took ship from London, travelling to the British colony of Carolina, far across the ocean. This was not Anne's first voyage. She'd sailed from Cork to London at some point, but this, this was the Atlantic. Perhaps the open ocean stirred something in her. That endless azure horizon. That limitless Atlantic blue. I stood on the bow like Kate Winslet in Titanic and dreamed of freedom. For if a man can be made again in the new world, then why not Annie Carmack? Find out! Shush! I'm monologuing. I'll be queen of the world! <laughs> You are so needy. Ever since you became a girl 15 minutes ago, all you do is talk about clothes. We lose track of Anne and her father for about four years now. Which brings us to 1714, which is slap bang at the start of the golden age of piracy. For more actual historical detail, you can check out episodes 26 and 27, The Tale of Blackbeard the Pirate, especially part two, which is lagging behind. And episode 28, The Adventures of Edward England, The Nice Pirate, and The Golden Age of Piracy. And episode 56 and 57, The Story of Henry Avery, especially part two. Why do people never listen to the part twos? People don't have time. Write shorter episodes. No! Listen, we've got Ashling here, and as a loyal listener and shamefully unpaid guest star, she deserves a summary. 
Hit it, Pear Bear. First, in 1696, Captain Henry Avery from episode 56 bribed the governor of New Providence Island. The bribe was to make a safe haven for pirates in the Caribbean. Then, a war between Britain on one side and France and Spain on the other began, and everyone attacked each other's colonies in the Caribbean. Change narrator! British ships attacked from New Providence Island, and a lot of these ships were privateers, which is basically illegal pirates who only attack ships from enemy countries. Privateers also give a portion of what they steal to their own government. Change narrator! Nope. I told you, I, I only do big parts now. The French and the Spanish didn't like this, and they smashed up New Providence Island so much that basically anyone who wasn't a pirate left. The island was now a pirate-slash-privateer den. Then the war ended, but the privateers had developed a taste for pirate life, and because they had basically been the British Navy in the New World, there was now no one to stop them just carrying on. Change the rater! So carry on they did, and founded what became known as the Pirate Republic at Nassau Port on New Providence. In the 18th century, the Pirate Republic became very attractive for people who were sick of being told what to do, especially if people were telling them to stop stealing. This is the exciting-slash-dangerous world that young Anne Cormac has arrived in. Anne! Anne, open this door, Anne. Come on, I've got 38 of the most eligible and wealthy bachelors in Virginia waiting downstairs to meet you. Hello there. We followed you up. Is, is your attractive daughter... Your, your attractive, attractive daughter. daughter? Go and wait downstairs. My attractive daughter will be down directly. Go on, shoo. Shoo, I say. Sorry, we just heard how attractive she is and, and we... we, we, we Super keen. Oh, 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 sorry, I'm a little excited fart. Could I get some blue, blue roll just in case? Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, 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 I'm gonna have some blue roll. Can I get some blue roll? Begging your pardon, sir, but your daughter has just arrived downstairs. Is that the attractive one? Carefully now, gentlemen. Why are the rich always so bilious and clumsy? You there, maid! Snitchy McGrassfield, at your service, sir. Where has my daughter been? Down the dock, sir. Apparently, she's been making longing eyes at the ships coming in and going out of the bay. And also making longing eyes at the sailors going in and out of the pub. The hussy! Good work, Miss Snitchy McGrassface. Have 15 minutes holiday as a reward. Now to deal with this man. Yes! Keep climbing that pole, Snitchy. The patriarchy rushed downstairs and find an Anne very different from the amenable Andy of four years ago. Good afternoon, Miss Anne. Will are indeed bold, sir, to address a lady when you have such a neat And don't upset your suitors, they have sensitive digestive systems. <gasps> of course, it's my fault that all your suitors can't look at me without farting with nerves. Sorry, sorry. I have had it with your answering back an independent thought. Now, daughter, what were you doing at the port? 
Have you been spying on me now? Yes, I have. And unlike you, Miss Snitchy McGrassfield is a loyal member of this household. Thank you, sir. Snitchy McGrassfield. I should have known. Stitch this, Nark. Ow! I'm telling! Stop knifing the help. This is not how ladies behave. Today is the day I pick your husband. Or have you forgotten? No. That's why I was at the part. I reckoned you'd try and pick me a rich, bouncy castle for a man. So I went looking for options. After all, I have to marry him. I ought to have my own choice. Choose your own husband? Ha! It's the 18th century, madam. Then young ladies must do as they are big. No. Besides, I'm already married. Oh, no. What? To a proper man. A man of his hands. A dashing man who fought with blade and bullet on the bloody Spanish main. Hello, I can. This is my husband, Seaman James Bonny. I am his and he is mine as equals. I am a cat. That's right. He's mint. And I'm Annie Carmack no longer. I am Anne Bonnie. How dare you defy me? I am your father and also a bloke. Anyway, you can't marry him. He's poor. Oh, don't worry. Here's your dowry, Daddy. Something old? Or something new? Something borrowed? Something... Oh no! A comedy bomb with a fuse in it! Actually, it's a common shelf from the ship that I'm on, but I cannot wait to join your family, sir! Oh, run! Oh no! Follow through! With her father's cotton plantation now smouldering behind her, the newlyweds Bonnie and Bonnie jumped aboard a ship and made all speed to the Caribbean. Bow chasers bang, grappling irons bite, and people fall in the water screaming as the black flags swarm from all points of the compass. For the golden age of piracy is in full swing. By the powers, listener, tis a rum-soaked cameo by me, Edward Blackbeard Teach. This was a happy time for all pirates, plenty of fat merchantmen, and no navy to stop us. Twas now that we made the names that echo down in the annals of knavery. And rumours abound of a flame-haired buccaneer who fights as hard and curses as foul as any devil. Ahoy there! Strike your colours and prepare to be boarded! Go fish, you pirate scum! <laughs> oh, I hoped you'd say that. <laughs> Get him, lads! Charge! Uh, now, listen, loath as I am to curtail the exciting slash violent bit, I must remind you that mostly ships ran away from you. If they were caught, it was generally better to just surrender rather than make a fight. Never! This is my bit. I want to swing from the tops as the broadsides boom. Yahoo! 
want to land on an enemy deck. Do a cool roll. Then bury my boarding axe in a red coat silly hat. Now I die behind a long line as the enemy bullets ping off the red hot gun metal. I retire with my teammates. Bang! Bang! And realize the piece I'm sheltering behind is loaded! <laughs> oh, the ginger's packing heat! Are you having fun? Well, husband, I wouldn't want to fall into the trap of historical action heroines coming across as just plain bloodthirsty. That is a bit of a pitfall, and you have just killed eight or nine people in the past two minutes. Oh, come on, James, they were navvy types. One of them could have told me what to do any moment. If you hadn't killed them and robbed them. Exactly. Well, there are very good at this pirating, and perhaps years and years of mistreatment that the hands of patriarchal society have finally forced you to take your own destiny into your own hands through the use of violence. And it's fun. And you seem to enjoy it. Which is why I have now decided it is time for us to return to Virginia and reclaim your slash my father's day. Uh, James, have you been at the yellow crayons again? The taste of lemon. Do you really think, after all the cannon smoke and carnage, after all the people going, ah, when they fell in the water, that I would just go home to that house to be your little wife? Well, that is why I married you, to get out of piracy and into high society. And what higher society is there than this? Fresh air, exercise, freedom. You will see, James, because next we're going to NASA to do piracy proper in the big leagues. Yay! That's not what they wanted. Everything is coming up pirate, but while the Bonnies make their way to the Pirate Republic, we must take a short detour to the sinister headquarters of the Royal Navy. Gentlemen, I have grave intelligence regarding the pirate threat around these waters. There are too many of them, sir. We don't have enough ships, and we've got stupid wings. We spent years training them to steal from foreigners. Now they're just too good at it. Don't despair, men. They've sent us a massive bribe. A bribe, sir? A bribe, sir. I mean, it's not like we could stop them anyway. I say we enjoy the rum and the good weather. Well, what if someone from London turns up and tells us to do our jobs? We'll just say the pirates saw our cool wigs and ran away. <laughs> Drinks with umbrellas or rum. I'll take an undiluted grog with a little umbrella and a backbone in. If anyone at this station has a backbone, that is. How dare you, sir? Don't judge us by our cut-offs and novelty inflatables. I may be riding a blow-up unicorn, but I'm still a Commodore. Yes, despite our talents, we are the commanders of the King's Navy in the Caribbean. You were, sir. Now I have that honor, such as it is. 
I am Woods Rogers, here at the King's behest to bring order to these waters. Order to these waters? Is there an echo in here? An echo in a stupid wig? An echo who's going to attend his own court martial with his head stuffed into his bottom? Gosh, you're pretty intense, aren't you? Um, how do you propose to deal with these pirate rascals then? Simple. We're going to forgive them. The king has issued an act of grace. If a pirate surrenders himself to the crown's justice before the 5th of September 1717, then he shall be pardoned of all crimes. And what of the ones that won't surrender? How would you persuade them to give up the black flag? As always, sir, with bullets, sir. Now, gentlemen, a toast to our new strategy. Long live the Empire! Long, Long live, live the Empire! Empire. Woods Rogers was made governor of New Providence, but clearing out the pirates was not an easy job. Some pirates took the king's pardon, and some refused it. And some refused it, carried on pirating for a bit, and then took it. It, it got a bit complicated. And it is during this complicated bit that Anne Bonny and her daft husband arrive in Nassau, the capital of New Providence. And head immediately to the pub. Good day to you, landlord. My husband and I have had a long journey and require strong libation. Such mortal draughts have I, though my establishment does not cater to the needs of the fair sex. No mocktails. Mocktails, indeed. There's nothing fair about my tastes. Rum, at once, and crisps. Forgive me. Perhaps I was too long at sea. Rum and crisps, as it please you. Spence with the boot-licking barkeep. I've had my fill of polite society. My name is Anne Bonny. I'm a fighting sailor looking for employment on a profitable ship for preference mind. You seem well set in this uh, here tavern. Where did you sail? Here and there, miss. A fancy took me past the Cape once upon a time. Though fortunately long retired, I am humble that fighting sailors like yourself frequent my establishment in search of employment. There are two captains that I know of looking for crew. You'll find Captain Ornigold in the snug, and Captain Rackham. Ooh, that's me, right here. Hello there, Miss Bonnie Morfield. I am Calico Jack Rackham. So named, cause- Your clothes are made of calico? My god. Bright as well as beautiful. Tell me, Anne Bonnie, are you tired? Because you've been running through my mind since I saw you. Two minutes ago. Oh, my god. <laughs> the writer must be pushed for time, because that line is working. <laughs> you calico hunk you. He doesn't understand women or pacing or editing. But I do. Come with me, Anne. On my ship, the William, my crew have refused the king's pardon in favor of adventure, fortune, and good company. Hello, Anne. I have found this ship to go on. Who is this chump? And, and is that crayon round his mouth? This is my ex-husband. Ex-husband? Is that like an ex-man? Do I get power? 
I put my cat in the microwave trying to give an X-Men powers. Will you just fell asleep? I'm leaving you, James. You bore me and your breath smells of wax. That'll be the candle what I drank. But Anne, you chose me. We were in love. I was going to inherit your estate. You can't just steal my wife, you horrible little calico man. My new captain won't let you. What seems to be the trouble, Mr. Bonnet? You are under the king's colours now. All this screaming, crying and ingesting stationery is unbecoming of an officer. A private matter, Governor Rogers. You mean a pirate matter, Mr. Rackham. I note that you and the crew of the William have yet to sign your pardons. I'm sorry, Governor. I must have left them on the fridge. Allow me to return to the William and retrieve them. Care to join me? Oh, now that my snivelling husband has joined the five all in their wigs, I shall. I can't wait to see the inside of your solid drawer, Calico Jack. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Anne! Anne, come back! Oh no, Mr. Rogers C is gone. My heart is broken. I'm going to the stationery box. Don't try and stop me! Mark my words. Your wife will regret her rash action, as will that fop, Rackham. Under my rule, adultery and bigamy are punished with the lash, and piracy by death. Revenge, you will find a tastier dish even than crayon. I shall follow you and them until the ends of the earth. I am your monster. Revenge will be mine. Lemon. Spit that out. Sorry. That night, the William put to sea, with the king's pardon still stuck to Calico Jack's stolen fridge freezer. It was plain sailing at first for Anne and her flash new boyfriend, but... With the king's pardon given, the pirates who had ignored it could expect no mercy if they were caught. The lookouts on the William scan the horizon closely to see if it brings prey or predator. Get to the chopper! Stop that! How goes the watch, sailor? A rare watch it's been, shipmate. I saw a marvel, a sight I could scarce believe. The captain's fancy woman out on deck playing at being a sailor. Like that is it, boy. Here's a game. You and me row out to the shore there and I'll teach you some manners at the point of my cutlass. Sounds bonny to me, lass. For you're no sailor. Just a useless mouth to feed. Well, if you're such a sea dog, why have we not been bit to quarters? For unless my useless eyes are mistook, there's sail to our port side. What? Ah, all hands! All hands on deck! Morning, my sweet! Bosun Reed, why have you called me on deck? The rum is barely on my cornflakes. Ms. Bonnie spotted a sail, Captain. Our first catch of the voyage. Well, this calls for a celebration. Did anyone say shots for breakfast? Uh, my love, you had shots for dinner. Supper and some meals I think you made up. So you could have shots. Baby, I'm Calico Jack. Bravest, sauciest and shootiest man on the sea. I'm not sure that's a word. And don't call me baby. Save your breath, Bonnie. 
There's no reasoning with him when he's pickled. Helm, bring us about. But let's not get too close to that mystery sail before we know what they are. Very good, Mr. Reed. You seem to have this well in hand. Awake me when we've come upon the mystery sail. Also, I'd like breakfast in bed, toast brown, and shots! So the William cautiously moves in, hoping for a prize, but alive to danger. And as the two ships close with one another, a sound drifts across the rolling blue of the Caribbean. The sound of hymns. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He lays me down in the pasture. Ahoy there! Bless you, my child! What? Are you nuns? Yes, my child! We are an order of defenseless maritime nuns. We are bringing all our brimming collection plates to our... Um... Um, convent. Convent! These are dangerous waters, sister! You could be easily taken by some unscrupulous persons as a prize. I pray not, my child. Besides, who would be naughty enough to rob a load of innocent, defenceless nuns? I don't like this. Nor do I. A load of conveniently wealthy and defenceless nuns in the middle of the sea. It seems... Silly. Here's Jackie! Did someone say defenceless nuns? Hmm. Bring us in close, Reed. I shall personally negotiate the surrender of their communion wine. I never disobeyed an order of yours, Captain. But... But nothing, Reed. Do as I say. I'm thirsty. My love, I don't like how quickly you've changed from dashing gentleman pirate to massive langer. It's too silly. Well, I don't like how clear-headed and sensible you've become. Hmm? There, I said it. It was better when we were crazy and drunk and in love. Well, if you don't like that, you won't like this at all. Unmask the batteries! Fire! The convent ship sprouts black muzzles from its rail. Black muzzles that belch fire and metal, sweeping the Williams' deck. Boarding party forward! Bring me their flag for the Empire! Swinging in from the tops and swarming up the sides on grappling hooks come the Royal Marines. Some are still dressed as nuns as they level their muskets. They rush to take the wheel and the prize. I'll be below decks. Tell me when it's finished. Bye! Wreck him! You craven booze owls! Slippery navy snakes! Warning were we given none! Exactly! No! Behind you! Oh. Bonnie catches the blade on hers and counters! <laughs> Talk about a bad habit. Into him, lads! No quarter! Hi! No mercy! None! Charge! You know the drill, boys and girls. It's a big, silly history sea battle. Crammed together on the blood-slicked decks. Swords clash, pistols pop, and more people fall into the water. Ah! 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 Ah!
Bonnie and Reed are back to back, trading blows with the Marines, trying to seize the Williams wheel. It is a hard fought prize indeed. Taste my pipe, you lovely dogs! <laughs> Lobster for dinner! Yeah! I'm a whip! The pirates fight with desperation, for anyone taken alive knows their fate. Keep at him, lads! These Navy pirates! Ah! Reed! Ah, I'm shot I am! This blouse is ruined! Blouse? Aye! A blouse! You think you're the only lady pirate, buddy? Help me up now! I was pilfering my way across the ice sea while you were still knee-eyed to a weevil! Aye! Us. Why, you can shoot, steer, and curse all at the same time. I know. Mary Reed's my name. Now, let's drive off these scarlet coated bootlickers. Oh, for sure. Stop! I am Captain here, and I have an announcement to make. We surrender completely and totally ah, without condition. What? Ah. I'm hungover. I mean, come on. Throw down your arms, everyone. Oh, not so loud! Mm. We throw ourselves upon the clemency of Governor Rogers. A wise decision, Captain Rackham. You'll all hang. Oh, Nickers. Wait, Governor. This quivering dog, Calico Jack, you may string up as you please. But myself and Reed must go free. All of you are guilty men, and all of you will... Not men, Governor. Don't count me and read the same as this coward. We are guilty women, yes. But the babes in our bellies do not share our guilt. I know the law, and you cannot hang a mother-to-be. A shame you chose a life of banditry, miss. You have the makings of a fine sea lawyer. All the same, once those babies are out, you will hang. Take them away. The Williams crew were indeed hanged for pirates. Their bodies were displayed on the rocks that lined the edge of Nassau Harbour. One of these rocks is known even to this day as Rackham's Cave. For this is where Captain Calico Jack's Calico Corpse was tidied up by the girls and the crowd. Ew. Worse still though, the possibly pregnant, and then again possibly not, Anne Bonny and fellow piratess Mary Reed were locked up in the dungeons of Nassau Port. And in the filthy, rat-infested, one-star on TripAdvisor dungeons, Mary's health began to fail. <coughs> Bonny, I've had it. No matter where I lie, I cannot get comfy with this bullet in me. <coughs> I fear... I must go to better rest. No. Now don't pack in now, Reed. That's an order. <laughs> no one orders Mary Reed. Listen. When you get out, for you will, go far away from here. This piracy business is done. More Navy come every day. And if there's another war, there'll be no place for a woman on a privateer. Find a quiet cove somewhere, till the storm blows out. I will, but you're coming with me. Easy for you to say, Annie. You ain't been shot. Oi! 
Oi, uh, guard! Shut your noise, Bonnie. We're watching Love Island. Wait, wait till you see Mary's baby. Oh, he's got a full head of hair and a beard. What? I sure, sure he looks like all of uh, Westlife on the same face. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's have a look. You have a lie down there, fella. Not on those keys, mind. They're digging terribly. Come on, Mary. Get up. Let's go. We'll lift something in the harbour and we'll go find that cove. Ugh. Well played, Bonnie. Sure, I was always a boy's own lass. Well, shaming him anyway. <laughs> sure, Westlife have all the same hair. And so our pirate queen shuffled together out of the pages of history and into the unknown. Although it is recorded that Mary Reed died in prison. And Bonnie did not hang. As far as we know, she got out of prison and went free. One of the few pirates in the golden age of piracy to live through it. But she presumably didn't sail off into the sunset with the not-dead Mary Reed. You are just an absolute sucker for a happy ending, aren't you, Bob Bob? What are you in? What? No. But Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You see my uh, in there history. Uh, many of these pirate tales have quite a bit of mystery to them, anyway. So I, I feel like we're allowed. Yeah. So what happens now? Do these shows just fizzle out then? Well, we sign off and then and then everyone boos and <laughs> feck that. I'm going out the window. <laughs> Later, boys. Lashing rain voiceover. Thanks, Ashlyn. Oh, good old Ash. She's left without invoicing. Never mind. Poor exploited woman. Speaking of exploited, I suppose I'll see you all at Walkworth in August, will I? I wonder what we'll get up to. Almost certainly, another hilarious adventure with... The Silly History Boy Show! And for all the rum, yarring, and mentioning girl power in the first 20 seconds of the show, we are, as always... Sorry! Sorry. Episode 69, a show we like to call And Bonnie Voyage. And Bonnie Voyage. It's like a play on with good good voyage. It's, uh, never mind. I hope you've enjoyed it. This show was written, created, edited, produced, and everything else by the Silly History Boys. And by that I mean largely the other three. I was having a lovely time cleaning bottoms. The parts of Mrs. Tombo Cormac, Tombo Bachelor, and Captain Tombo were created and voiced by... Have you guessed? Yeah, it was me, Tombo! <laughs> the parts of Daddy Cormac, All Bachelors, Woods Rogers, and of course, Blackbeard himself. In fact, I could have done that. That was brilliant. Uh, they were all voiced by Stu the Pear Bear Perry. The voices of All Bachelors, Guards, Cockney, Navy Twits and Marines, as well as James Bonney, was voiced by the lovely, the clever, the enigmatic Robert Bob Bob Bond. The voice of Cockney and all the Bachelors, as well as all the other people, Jack Rackham, uh, Marine Bilbo and Twit Bilbo, were voiced wonderfully by Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram. 
the voice of Snitchy Mac Grassfield, and Mary Reed were voiced by the lovely Gemma Von 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 Bond. But you might have noticed if you've listened to it, and I hope you've enjoyed it. We also have a new voice for you. Uh, We needed a wonderful Irish lilt, a beautiful Irish sound, and we decided if any one of us did it, it would be horribly, horribly wrong. So we got an actual Irish young lady in, an Irish person, and her name was Ashling Lyne, and she did brilliantly. She played uh, the titular part of Anne Bonny. Thank you so much to Ashling there. But there are so many other people to thank. Uh, What about the music? We have Scott Buckley, for instance. Thank you very much, our good friend Scott. You're always there for us whenever we need you. Uh, Not only that, uh, lovely Danny Bradley. Thank you also, Danny Bradley, for some wonderful music. What about the sound effects? I hear you cry. Please mention those people from Zapsplat. Well, I will, and we always do, because they are our right and our left arm. Thank you, Zapsplat. We love you. Uh, bringing us in and taking us out every week was none other than Lord Fastfingers himself, uh, Lord Fastfingers Tristram. He's a brilliant guitarist. I could do it myself on a ukulele, but uh, they, ne- they never asked me. Um, but there are lots of things, my friends, that we have to tell you about. Uh, so much coming up. We have been released once again into the wide blue yonder, and we're all over the country this year, and I'm sure we'll put it all on our Facebook page. Uh, uh, Bilbo Tristram, for instance, he's at Kenilworth Castle, uh, uh, Sunday the 30th and Monday the 1st, uh, uh, the 1st May bank holiday. He'll be at Kenilworth with his dulcet tones. Myself, and uh, that's Tombo, and the Pear Bear Perry, we will be telling silly stories up at Richmond Castle on, uh, on the 1st of May as well. We'll be all over the place, and then we reconvene, and we take over the world with silly history. Uh, and by the world, I mean largely just English heritage sites in Britain. Uh, we'll be anywhere and everywhere you wish us to be. Uh, but if you want to digitally get in contact with us, why not look on our Facebook page, uh, the Silly History Boys Show Facebook page. Uh, there's also Twitter, SHB underscore show. Please tweet us. Any questions, we will answer them. We can't uh, pretend to know all the answers, but we might make one up for you for Comedy Laughs. Why not? If you wish to buy us a coffee or a tea, or in my instance, I don't drink tea or coffee, how about buying me a hot chocolate? Yeah! Or a nappy or two, because I'm running out. Why not uh, look us up on Kofi as well? Uh, Send us a tip. Hey, if you're big business, come and sponsor us. We don't care who we get sponsored by. We just want to help pay the bills. If you can do that for us, we will, gosh, write an episode in your honour. Yeah, sponsor us. My friends, I hope you've enjoyed our show, but we'll be back for more antics uh, very, very soon. I hope you... If you haven't already, tune in and watch our new video, our song that's landed, uh, all about Viking gods. It's very, very funny and very catchy. And yes, you will learn something. But for myself and the rest of the boys, peace out, y'all. Did I just say y'all? I'm going to do that again. But from myself and the rest of the boys, goodbye for now. He lays thee down in the pasture.
the big look dimly theme tune, innit? What story is that? The Lord is a God, he puts me in pots. It's convenient and uh, handy because he's a God. We are all us nuns and none of us fake. We're not the Royal Navy. Um, I don't know why. I mentioned that. The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, no, no, what? I should Google. We should have Googled the lyrics, really. Uh, he lays me down in the past. I just keep singing about pastures. At this point, I'm not even sure how useful this is.